Thank you, everyone, for, for joining us for this very special podcast. We are celebrating some very special organizations in our community, uh, really all throughout November, and especially during our, our chamber annual dinner time. A little bit of a different year this year. While we're not seeing everyone in person, we are really happy that we're going to be joining everybody virtually for some Facebook and YouTube celebrations, but also for some really special podcasts. And today is, is one that is very near and dear uh, to our hearts. We're going to be talking to the Osterhout Free Library, which is our 2020 Charitable Organization of the Year. Um, I am Lindsay Griffin, um, the COO and Vice President of the Greater Wilkes-Barre Chamber of Commerce. And I also have Ahmad Ali. Ahmad, if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. I am Ahmad Ali, the program and engagement manager at the Greater Wilkes-Barre Chamber of Commerce. And um, today we're highlighting our 2020 Charitable Organization of the Year award recipient. And this award goes to a local nonprofit that have improved the welfare of the greater community and who have supported the community during the COVID-19 pandemic. And um, there's no better description that, than to, that fits the the Osterhout Free Library and their team there. And I'll have Lindsay just tell you more about the library and then introduce those awesome folks. Yes, and, and with us today, uh, two very special people, uh, Amber Loomis, the Director of Development and Community Relations, and Liz Caputo, the Adult Services Coordinator uh, from the Osterhout Free Library. So we are going to hear from them today about all the different ways that they really adapted. I think the buzzword of, of 2020 being pivot, uh, really how this organization has you know, completely pivoted their services, which were very much still in need this year, and how they still continue to serve our community. And I, they came up with some really, really great ways in which they did that and their fantastic team over there. So really just want to start to kick the conversation off uh, to Amber and Liz um, and really start kind of getting, uh, you know, a little bit inside your heads of really what, you know, on the onset in March when when really all of this happened. And I know, Amber, you were newer coming on to the team there, but just tell us a little bit about, um, you know, we know how much impact the library has had on this community. And, and this year was absolutely no different. Um, I know I've been lucky enough to, to be involved with you guys and, and be a board member and a committee member and see all this firsthand, but really just wanted you guys to be able to tell your story. And if we could start a little bit just really about this year um, and how you've, you've really pivoted and still served the community to the extent that you have. So um, we, so this is Liz Caputo. I'm the adult services coordinator at the Oosterhout Free Library. Um, so pretty much everything we've changed has been to take all of our offerings as virtual um, as possible for people. So we allocated a lot more money to eBooks. Um, we were answering reference questions and uh, via phone and email throughout the shutdown. We even had staff going in to return calls. Um, we have even you know, we've been, as we're going forward, we're working towards even turning more things where we've been doing virtual programming. Um, our youth services department has been doing a science Saturday. So they do things virtually for children to do at home um, with their parents. We, um, you know, also have had to adjust in terms of how we're serving people when they do come into the building now. So we've taken extra precautions like quarantining our materials um, and making sure we have like a traffic pattern and an occupancy, you know, limit. So that we're helping prevent the, you know, continuing spread of COVID. It's honestly just been an all-around change in how we do things, but not necessarily change in what we're doing for people. Yeah, and if I could add um, into that, Liz, 
Um, a lot of our patrons really rely heavily on coming into the library to access our internet. So a lot of our patrons do not have computer access. They don't have internet access. Once we were able to open back up our doors to the public, um, so many of our loyal patrons were just so excited to be able to come back in and utilize the services, especially during the pandemic. So individuals are coming in, uh, applying for unemployment. They're looking for jobs. They're applying for assistance to help them with food and with their utility bills. And we even have tons and tons of kids, kiddos that are coming in to access the internet so they can get their schoolwork done from home. And another thing I wanted to add that we just started doing was we have a lot of kiddos from Kistler Elementary. Um, since they enrolled to, into the school system a little bit late, they aren't able to take advantage of all the virtual programming through the elementary school. So they're able to come into the library throughout the day to get their work done um, in a timely fashion. Because unfortunately, we do have a lot of community members, you know, they don't, they're not able to work from home um, or they're not able to take their children to the library during the day because they have to get their work done. So during the week, we're open a little bit later. We're open until 7 p.m. And kids are really able to come in and take advantage of those services and, and get their schoolwork done and all that good stuff. So really, as someone that's been new coming onto library staff, it really has been very like heartfelt and heartwarming to see, you know, how important the library is to this community and that it's not just about um, taking out books. It's not just about, you know, getting some DVDs and CDs. You know, there really is so much more within the Oosterhout Public Library system than a lot of the communities. Amber, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I think just the importance of you guys being there for that community that needs access to the computer and the internet um, is highlighted through all the work that you guys are, are doing and, and the services that you're able to provide to them. And the Osterhout Free Library provide all those services free of cost to the community. Um, besides just the access to the internet and computers and, and the educational resources there, what are some other services that you guys uh, provide to the community that may not be well known in our community? So we provide um, the free access to ebooks and audiobooks, which is really incredible for people who are actually learning languages. Um, and before that, because you can, you know, practice, you can listen and you can read on your own without... Sometimes people feel embarrassed to come in and ask for children's books if they're trying to learn English, but they can just download them. Um, we also used to do tours for the ESL students at Luzerne before the pandemic, and we're hoping to start that again soon. Um, there's just a, and I mean, we're the lifeline for a lot of people, you know, in the area who just do not have any kind, anyone even to talk to. Like a lot of them will come in, they just want to see you, you know see how it go, how it's going. Um, like we had a lady call, I've used this example many times, but it's one of my favorites. She wanted to know how long to cook her ham for, and she didn't have any other way to figure it out. So like we, those are things people don't think of is just having a, a resource of in person that can help you work through something, whether it's filling out a form or, um, you know, anything like that. We also just started, um, something we added to our website. It's a form where patrons can fill out and they'll get personalized book recommendations. So if they're uncomfortable calling or coming into the building to browse, we can give them some suggestions for reading as well. Um, we also have just added some puzzles and games that people can check out. So instead of having to go and purchase, you know how expensive like board games are and puzzles, instead of having to go and purchase them, pa parents can come in with their children, borrow one and then return it. So now that their kids are stuck at home a lot of the time or they can't, you know, go and do all these activities. They're able to utilize those services for free. 
That is uh, super, super cool. Just the idea of family spending more time at home and having things they can take home with them to have family time with and play games or you say take rent a movie and watch a movie at home. It's pretty cool. I know we get a bunch of crazy calls here at the chamber asking all kinds of different things. That makes me think, hey, could this person not Google that? And you know, knowing that there's a population out there that does not have access to the internet or a computer um, to Google things like how to cook a ham or if they're looking for a location, they can easily just come down to the library and, and get access to all of that um, technology and the resources to find out those answers, which is awesome on your guys' end. We also do, I mean, we get all kinds of questions. Like we have people who call for like dream interpretations or like, does this shorten this time match or like, you know, things like that you don't think that people will need help with. But, you know, like that's the amazing thing about librarians is we do very little of our job has to do with books. Most of it really has to do with providing information and that information may be something really off the wall or maybe something really basic like you know where's my nearest food pantry that is so important to the community and and learning about all this and having really you know been a supporter of you guys but really i think through this learning really the extent of what you do um you know has just been been so impressive so thanks for explaining that in a little bit more detail to us and Really with that too, I, I thought you guys were very much at the helm of not just pivoting sort of your programming and what you offer there, but also the way that you were doing a lot of your major fundraising, um, which I know is so critical, you know, still in this climate, which is very difficult, um, but, you know, still being able to do your mission and being able to carry it forward. I know you guys came up with a, a bunch of different creative ways to still, in fact, do that. And I think a lot of those ways were actually more successful than prior years. So um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that a little bit with your, you know, your drive through gala, which I thought was excellent, um, really enjoyed myself, and also with some of the book sales that, that you did as well. So if we could touch on those. Oh, sure, sure, definitely. And, and thank you, Lindsay. I will say um, we do have a fabulous friends committee here at the Oosterhout Free Library. Um, they're very dedicated to selling and collecting books throughout the year to raise money for the Oosterhout. And each year um, we have a week-long book sale actually outside, um, outside the library in the tent in between the library and the Westmoreland Club. So a week-long book sale. I know last year they raised over $30,000 for the library. Um, and obviously due to COVID, we were not able to have that in-person book sale. So what we did was we put together about four separate drive, drive-through book sales. So people were able to come in, um, pay a $5 fee, a $10 fee and pick a genre. So it was really fun because they got to go home and say you just picked um, mystery. So you got to go home, you had a bag of mystery books. And when you got home, you got to see what was in there. And something that really was you know, just heartwarming to me with the book sale was there were a lot of people that came through and bought multiple, multiple bags of books. So they went through, took the books that they wanted to read or that their children wanted to read, and then went around and filled up all the little free libraries of their communities with the books. So it was just really sweet to see. But we had a really great turnout. Um, even the one day we it rained um, and our friends committees dressed up in ponchos and we kept everything in the cars and people still came through and, and bought books. And it was just a really, really great turnout. Um, another thing we did, as, as you briefly mentioned, Lindsay, was um, we usually have our in-person gala 
in the fall. It's a, it's a huge, huge fundraiser for the library. And last year it sold out. So we have a fabulous committee that really works hard on this event each year. So what we decided to do was we did a Seafest takeaway dinner. So we partnered with the Westmoreland Club. Um, you were able to buy your dinner tickets and you could go through and pick them up, um, your meals up on a designated date, whether it was at the Westmoreland Club. And we also had pickup locations um, in Mountaintop and Dallas. So we sold a significant amount of dinner tickets. We were hoping that maybe we would sell, you know, like 100 tickets or 200 tickets, and we sold over 300 dinner tickets. It, it was just amazing. And people were able to come through, um, go home. We called it with their quarantine and enjoy dinner at home in the safety of their own home and while supporting the library. And we got really creative. Um, we had a really great menu to pick from. Anyone that got two or more meals went home with a six pack of beer from SBC and a pint of ice cream from Blue Ribbon. We had suggested um, books to read. We had suggested movies to see to fit our theme. And we even created a playlist on Spotify that people could access to listen to some good, fun, seaworthy music and, and hip hop jams. And it, it was just, it was just really nice. And um, another aspect of that that we rolled out was a, um, an online silent auction. So individuals were able to go on and bid on an array of all sorts of items, wine, getaways, kids packages, adult packages. There was just so much good stuff on there. And we also had a cash raffle. So we actually had a the winner of the raffle was um, a local member of the community from Mountaintop, if I remember correctly. And he was just so thrilled. He happened to pop into the library, buy a raffle ticket for a chance to win this $5,000 cash raffle. And when I called him to let him know that he won, he was just in tears. He was just so excited and so happy. And was really able to do some good with the $5,000 that he took home. Um, another thing I can mention too, is we have our rooftop event every year too. Um, right in Wilkes-Barre, it's such a really fun, popular event. And not only is it a big fundraiser for the, for the Ooster Howe, but it is also a great way to showcase all the businesses and restaurants and breweries in the area. And since we weren't able to do that in-person event, um, we partnered with over 40 local businesses, restaurants, and organizations and created our first ever Brewster Howe Out and About coupon book. And there's coupons to Garrity's, there's coupons to TGI Fridays, 11th Element, um, MG Body Works, we have Northeast Snacks, there's tons and tons of great, great coupons in there, like a Bide Coffee Shop, so lots of great ways to not only support and shop local and go in and give these struggling businesses during this difficult time some extra business, but also a great way to support the library as well. Amber, I must say personally, the rooftop party is one of my favorite community events every year. Um, it's so fun. It is. It is a blast. The amount of people that comes out to that rooftop to support the library, the amount of business support, um, just shows the importance of the library to this community. And um, personally, it's my favorite because we get to both showcase the library and the businesses that are there um, giving out samples or having activities and games. They have an opportunity to be highlighted as well, and people can then go ahead and patronize their restaurants or businesses. So it's pretty awesome that you guys found a way to pivot and still highlight those businesses that have been supporting you guys for the rooftop party 
in the coupon book and over i just got my coupon book it's super simple you can carry it on you and um if you're going to use a coupon it's already perforated so you can just rip it out and submit it to that business and it highlights all of the business on a one page if you're just cruising through them there's places there that i've never heard of and i think i like to say i'm pretty tuned in when it comes to the businesses in our area but um you know i'm super excited you guys were able to still have a some sort of Brewster Hut event to support the library this year. Me, me too. And I, I, I know I personally have used my coupon to Kevin's already and my coupon um, to 11th Element. So it's just it's a really great way, again, to raise the funds that are needed for the library, but most importantly, to support and shop local. Because, you know, I think if we all support each other during this difficult time, we're going to come out bigger and better. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was just a really good example of you know, taking something that uh, was a physical event, you know, which I know we're all, I don't know, personally, me, I'm a thousand percent looking forward to again, but, uh, you know, may, really making it something that was not only still, you know, beneficial for you guys, but also to the businesses and, you know, to the community to get people out there to support, support our local businesses and um, really just stay community involved. So I think you guys did an awesome job with that. And, and like I said, the gala, I think it was really one of the first that we started to see that major pivot in this drive through style dinner, you know, the online auctions, which I think personally, that's going to be something that really sticks around for a while because you reach such a larger audience, you know, instead of getting our, our typical people that would attend our events, I'm just speaking really on the chamber side, we're able to put things out there in such a bigger way and really, you know, hopefully get more people involved in our missions, our, what we do, um, our outreach, and really making sure that we're reaching the community as a whole. Um, and I think that's one of the things that I really have um, enjoyed seeing this year um, amongst all of the, uh, you know, challenging things we've seen. I'd say that the creativity, the innovation has been uh, one of my favorite parts of it and something that I think our community personally you know, Nipa proud on that one because I really do think we killed it and coming together, working together and coming up with unique ways that I think are going to carry into the future. And really with that, I, I just wanted to ask you guys as well, what does the future look like for the library? And I know that's a sort of a loaded question, but I mean, different ways that you guys are going to I continue to, you know, offer these, you know, pivoted programs and events. And I mean, what can we look forward to from you guys in the next coming months into to 2021? Um, sure. So just, oh. sorry, Amber. No, 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 go, go, go ahead, you go, you go. <laughs> oh, just one other thing like, real quick before I answer your question is community partnerships are really, really important to us when we're planning programs. Um, I think there's really nothing better than someone offering their talents to help better their community. Like we had a gentleman who was a CPA and he would come in and give like financial literacy classes um, we do a partnership with the Sordononi Gallery to provide like books and things that go along with their exhibits. And I just really think that's a great thing that, you know, I've noticed about the library in the like two and a half years I've been there is that, you know, they always want to involve local people and uh, celebrate local talents as much as we can. Um, and as far as for the future, I think the big thing is, is that the library is going to have to continue to evolve um, probably faster than we were intending to with, you know, the current pandemic. But at the end of the day, what's most important to us is to keep providing the services we do provide to the community um, the, the best way we're able to. Um, the library has been around for a long time, 131 years, and it's seen Wilkesboro through, you know, innumerable things, including the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic. 
And I really think that it's such a pillar of the community that as we move forward, you know, it's just going to continue to be there for people. Um, we're going to plan to take as much as we can virtual um, and, you know, to just continue to explore other ways we can provide these services to people. We have our computer lab upstairs and we, instead of just shutting it down entirely, we've started taking appointments so that we can help people who don't have, you know, library cards or who don't have a current address and can't get one. Um, even as far as we're looking into hopefully potentially getting some uh, hotspots for patrons to check out so that if they don't have internet access at home, they are able to, you know, use it for a while to while they get it set up for their children to go to school or for them to look for jobs. Um, our staff is really, really innovative and they're really committed to finding new ways to, um, you know, better the greater Wilkes-Barre community. Yeah, and if I could just add to this, the staff at the Wooster Health, they really are amazing. Um, Liz, you just covered so much of it already, but, you know, even just, you know, from, from the big things like the like the hotspots that patrons will be able to take out or to into the computer labs. But also, um, you know, our one staff member, Laura, does a fantastic job with um, creating these takeaway crafts for kiddos to take home with them. So, you know, she had these really great mummies that she created for Halloween. Right now, patrons are coming in and picking up these little pumpkin table toppers that they can create at home, too. So, you know, we have a lot of vital resources, but we have a lot of really fun resources, too, that will keep the kiddos busy doing something a little bit more productive. Even as far as, like, going along with the youth services part of it and the kids is our youth services department is so incredible. They provide books like, you know, for people who are homeschooling their children, this may be a thing that they kind of had to decide on the fly this year. They're like, Oh no, what do I do? We have, we offer so much for them, even in terms of resources for them. Um, and Laura also, uh, who Amber was mentioning before, she's our uh, young adult librarian, and she is incredibly creative. She even did some online escape rooms and online treasure hunts for all ages to keep people, you know, entertained at home. Um, and she does a lot of, she puts together these things for our Facebook. They're all books you can find um, on the cloud library that are eBooks, like for certain genres and things to, you know, help people decide what they may want to read next. Um, so we are, we have really, really incredible staff members. Uh, you know, and anyone who works with the public knows it's not always easy, but it's always very rewarding. That's, thank you for sharing all that, Liz and Amber. And I think really just goes to show uh, why you 100% are so deserving of, of this award and why we're so happy to highlight you, um, you know, as our 2020 Charitable Organization of the Year. And really just as, you know, another plug in when we got your you know, nomination. And like I said, Ahmad and I are very, very much involved with a lot of what you do. And it's absolutely crazy to me, just really all the additional things that you were also doing during this time that we weren't aware of with, you know, the to-go books, um, the reference questions like you guys talked about, how you were still processing and mailing library cards, uh, making sure, you know, that that still was very active, your online book discussions, um, virtual summer reading programs, you know, the ebooks the e and the audio books like you talked about. And um, you know, the craft workshops, the make and take that you had, but I think really also the computer services that, that you, um, were able to still offer and, and really just wanted to, wanting to point that out as well, because you also graciously offered to be one of our locations for our job fair that's coming up. We're hosting a 
a Luzerne County job fair, which is completely free to employers and job seekers alike to come together really to, to try to help anyone right now that's in need of either if you're, you are an employer, if you're looking for, for some great workers, or if you are in fact looking to get back into the workforce, and that's going to be on December 15th. But our great friends here at the Osterhout agreed to let us use their computer lab because we know that not everyone has that access. Um, so it will be available that day. Um, and you, if anybody actually is interested, can certainly uh, connect with our mod who's on here to really set that up. But, you know, just different things like that, that I know that you're always so willing to let the community use and how incredibly important that is. So, so thank you guys for that too. And um, really just my, my last question, Amadi, I'll certainly turn it over to you as well, but was just maybe to, to talk a little bit about the ways that you've really made the library a safe spot. I know that right now, a lot of people um, are very cautious about where they're going and what they're doing and how they're interacting with things. So can you tell us just a little bit about, um, you know, in addition to all the great services you just, you just said, um, what people should know if they do plan coming to the library and ways in which you're keeping everybody safe. Sure, absolutely. Um, so first and foremost, we do ask that um, everyone entering the library ha wears a mask um, just to help keep everyone safe. Um, we have the snooze guards up for our staff so that, you know, they're also safe as well. And one big thing we're doing, and this is throughout the Luzerne County Library system, not just the Oosterhout, is that we are quarantining all the materials. Um, so to help you know prevent the spread of covid so that's why unfortunately it is taking people a little bit longer to get their books or for things to get back to the shelves but we're just doing it to make sure everyone's safe we also have a traffic pattern so like when you come in that way you're not bumping into people um and we're sanitizing the computers between use um and also every hour our maintenance staff is sanitizing high touch surfaces as well and we are still offering those to go books. So if you're uncomfortable coming in, you can call and let us know what you're looking for. Um, and we'll check them out to you and we put them on a bag and you literally just have to walk in, grab them and go right back out the door. You don't have to touch anything else. And staff wears gloves and sanitizes before they put those bags together to make sure we're being as safe as possible. Um, I know like even in our services department, they have uh, like all the toys are picked up. So that way we're not spreading anything that way. Same thing. They're sanitizing stuff as frequently as they can. Um, and, you know, we also have limited our seating in the library, not because we don't want people to come in and utilize the resources, um, but because we want to just make sure that we're, you know, providing everyone a chance to kind of come in and out and utilize everything and make sure we kind of, can accommodate everyone. Um, we've also limited the occupancy as well. So that way we're adhering to all the guidelines. And really at the end of the day, the goal is to make everyone feel as comfortable as possible and also to make sure they're able to utilize the resources as safely as possible. Thank you. Thank you, Liz, for sharing all those safety precautions that the library has taken. I was just there two days ago, I think, to pick up, um, which doesn't matter, I guess, time frame wise, because this is a podcast. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to pick up uh, my coupon book. And I was just a signage that's readily visible as soon as you walk in to everyone wearing a mask and greeting you and just warning you to, to uh, use the hand sanitizer. All that stuff just makes me feel comfortable as a patron of the library. And just a few um, seconds ago, you guys listed out all of those services that you provide to the community. And I'm always super impressed. I feel like Lindsay mentioned, we're super plugged in when it comes to the local library. But every time... I see something you guys are doing or hear something like this. It's so surprising to me of a list of things that you guys are doing that's sort of like hidden um, initiatives or, uh, you know, not well known. How, how could, you know, the community, the business community 
you know, support the library in a way of just getting their mission out there, but also helping them fund their mission? In what ways could you guys use support from the business community? So I think a great way to help us is to, um, you know, share, we post all of our, everything we're offering, it always ends up getting a post on social media. So sharing that and getting it to a wider audience audience is super helpful. And also just um, utilizing the resources, you know, the more you as a, even a business owner, if you utilize the copy machine or whatever, you're going to tell other people, you know, or if, hey, I went here and they helped me research this you're going to tell other people and it helps send people our way. So honestly, word of mouth is an amazing thing. Um, and even if you have a great idea for a way to serve the community, please get in contact with me. Um, we would love to set up a program. Um, it may have to be virtual. It will have to be virtual right now, but even in the future, you know, um, and then you're going to spread the business or spread the word about your program and it helps get more people in the door. Um, so we're, I mean, and we're really grateful for any kind of community partnership we can get. Um, but Really, word of mouth is a great thing. I can't tell you how many times, like, actually, this just happened to me yesterday. There was a woman who came in, and she needed help filling out a form, and um, she knew to come in because her brother had just did it and told her how how great it was and how much, you know, we were able to help her. So anytime you get great service from us or we're able to help you with something, please, please tell all your friends who, you know, may need that service, or maybe they don't need it right now, but they'll remember, oh, I could fax from there. Oh, I could make a copy from there. Um, so, you know, we... Any word of mouth or, you know, sharing our services is super helpful for us. Liz, thank you. Thank you. Word of mouth is definitely huge. Um, I think with that, I just want to congratulate you guys once again for being named the 2020 Charitable Organization of the Year for the Chamber Annual Dinner. Yeah, thank you so much, Amber and Liz, for everything you guys are doing for our community, everything you've done and everything we know that you'll continue to do. And like Ahmad said, we are we are so happy that we're able to to really honor you guys this year and just get this information out to the community and talk about all the great things you've done. So thank you so much for for joining us today and everything you guys are doing. And thank you so much. Uh, the chamber has been such a huge help to this community during this time. And again, I can't say enough how honored and excited we are to be presented as a nonprofit of the year. Yes, thank you. We're so grateful. Um, and you know, with this award is also going to help bring more exposure to the library and hopefully we'll be able to you know help more members of the community who may not have known before so we're really grateful um for the opportunity and for the award excellent so everybody check out their website their social media and make sure you stay you know in tune with the library everything that they're doing any way that you can support them is much appreciated and thanks for joining us today